0: Welcome to 101. I'm Greg Bassett, your host from the Salisbury Independent Newspaper. It's a big day here at PAC-14. We're continuing our interviews with people who are running for mayor for the city of Salisbury, and we've got Jermichael Mitchell. Welcome, Jermichael. Well,
1: thank you for having me, sir.
0: So who are you? I know you from your work with youth and your work with the city, but tell the people who is Jermichael Mitchell.
1: Um, Mitchell. I'm Jermichael Mitchell. I'm 39-year-old gentleman who has been living in Salisbury for a very long time, all my life. Um graduated from Wacomico High School, played basketball there for Butch Waller, won a state title. Um, that's kind of the claim to fame. I got involved with youth work because I started working for the Department of Juvenile Services. Um, I worked for Corrections for a year, um, but I've just been actively been involved in the community. Um, it's been a thing where we've done book bag drives, fed the homeless, um, things that others have done as well, um, but we've done it consistently for a very long time. I'm just a passionate guy that really loves this community.
0: And that comes across. People know you as a passionate guy, and you have a voice for a community that might be overlooked by a lot of people in the establishment. Um, is that the reason you're running for mayor?
1: Um, yeah, I would say that, the, that I feel like the communities have been overlooked. I feel like a lot of attention has been put on downtown. Um, our roads, our streets, our parks, there's certain things that I, in our community that have been overlooked. And we've waited nine years. We were told nine we came to them nine years ago. Um, and at the time they were in transition and you know at that time um, Mr. Day was becoming mayor and things were going going on. And we were told if we allowed them to grow downtown, it would be a trickle-down effect. That's what we were told at the time. Um, We haven't seen that trickle-down effect. Um, So we just feel like it's people in place. Um, I actually, and to be honest, I was gonna run for city council, Um, but with the moves that were made with our current mayor at the time going, with our governor, um, the opportunity presented itself, and I felt like, why not try to see, try my hand, see what I can do.
0: You live up in Doverdale, which is one of my favorite neighborhoods yeah. in the city. I, I'm really comfortable up Doverdale. I always yeah. have. I still got my hair cut at the old Monument Barbershop uh-huh. up there. Yeah. Um, I just love that, that neighborhood. But tell me what's going on in that neighborhood. That's one of those neighborhoods um, with a community playground there. The police yeah. have done some things with, with La Crosse there. Mm-hmm. There's the new Truett Street Center for yeah. kids. Things going uh, good in Doverdale or bad or what?
1: I would say um, more can be done. I'm um, yeah. again... Um, you know, you won't satisfy everyone. There's, you go to a Doverdale Park on, on a Sunday, you can see the Spanish population playing soccer. You can see the Haitian population on certain days playing soccer. Um, you go after school at times, there is problems where kids are congregating and things are happening. Happening all over our city in different parks as well. Um, Doverdale is a nice area, um, but occasionally it has its crime just like other places. Um, usually that crime is committed by youth. Um, is a Street truly filled with our kids? I don't believe that. I don't believe that it's an open center where you can go to get off the streets. Right. Um, it had some had some programming being done, um, and now they have their certain programming for certain ages. Um, Doverdale Park, when it had Mr. Matt Masarello and the city police out there doing the lacrosse, it was amazing. Right. We actually did a basketball league that same summer. Right. Every day we were out there was packed. Um, it's just underutilized. The city only has three parks. Other parks are county parks. You have right. Waterside Park, you have Lake Street Park, and you have Doverdale Park. Um, Right now, we don't even have access to parking um, at Lake Street Park at all. So you can't really utilize that park at all. The parking lot was sold, as a lot of lots are sold. Um, But Doverdale, man, it it still holds a special place to those kids in that community. I just wish more things were done in that park by the city, right? We often tag the community to do things. Um, But there, there should be some investment in our communities from the city as well. What's a block party with tons of information about mental health? What's a back-to-school function, partnering with other agencies in the community? Um, we have assets and funds for Truett Street Community Center that's been allotted if you look at the budget. Right. Um, so it's one of those things where you can utilize some of those funds to do things in Doverdale Park as well.
0: Now, I get the feeling Newton Street's going well, though.
1: Yeah, Newton Street's going well. I mean, yeah. I think, I think Truett Street's going well. Don't right. get me wrong. I, I believe understand. there are Boys and Girls Club of America right, um, right now. But again, you know, that targets membership. Um, I don't know if it's membership at Newton, right. but I do know they have some programming. I actually spoke at Truett um, Street last night to Young Men of Distinction, which is a gentleman's club. right? Um, so it's being utilized. Um, I just don't think the doors are open. I got you. Enough, get what I'm saying? So there is programming it's right. being utilized, but I th- feel tons of more kids could be off the streets Um, if you target different demographics and have different programming going on.
0: Now, it's always seemed like there's this battle between downtown and the neighborhood. And I've always been one of those who felt like we could have both. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. Um, It's mandatory to have both. And I've been accused of being defensive of downtown (laughs) because, you know, I'm kind of sentimental about downtown and I like the progress that's been made and I want it to continue. But I, I completely agree that I don't, Understand what's going on in the neighborhoods, like I need to.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, downtown growth is vital to all communities. Don't don't get what we're saying wrong. We're not saying stop doing what we're doing. We're just saying do it in a competent way. Gotcha. Right now that we're looking at the deals and things are coming out and parking lots are being sold and we're renting buildings that we used to own, we're just talking about the competency piece now. It's not truly about whether downtown is being developed. I would say that I don't think the Ross is at full capacity yet and truly will it ever get to full capacity, right? Right. Um, And then you're you're looking at the parking. We continue to build up downtown. We have to talk about parking and we're taking parking lots to do other things. That to me is mind blowing, right? Especially from our elderly. Our elderly and our homeless population use the library. Again, homeless population don't have vehicles but our elderly do. You took a lot of access to the handicapped parking, the close parking to the library has been taken away. And now you tell our elders yeah. that they gotta park in a parking garage, even if it is two hours free. Sure, um, that's a far distance to be walking to the library for right. access to services and resources.
0: Right, and I get you. Yeah, on that.
1: so I, I feel like we continue the growth of downtown. We just do development different. I truly believe something like a Unity Square can be done right down there by the amphitheater. I feel like if you're gonna build a new hotel, have that developer buy the existing hotel and expand it along the riverwalk. We have a beautiful, continue to beautify the riverwalk. Um, I believe there's great visions and things that can happen. I just think we got to do it in competency, that's all. Um, I'm not mad about it. I I am mad about some of the tax abatements that some people may have gotten. Um, What comes to our community um, when you grow downtown? I just feel like in this nine years, we haven't gotten nothing back from those developers. What have they done in our community? Um, And and that's the piece, right? Continue to grow downtown. I want it to be beautiful. I've been to Annapolis and I've been to other small cities that have beautiful downtown, beautiful river walks, beautiful fountains. Um, that's an attraction, right? That brings tourists, that brings money, that brings revenue, Um, but at the same time, you can't ride past a torn down neighborhood coming through 50 and then hit downtown it's just just this amazing, beautiful thing. Um, We still gotta put some money into our neighborhoods as well.
0: Right. And one of my problems has always been that I'm wrong about everything. So, you know, I, when these people take risks, um, like when they when they did the amphitheater, I was like, no one's going to go down there. Yeah. And it's like the greatest thing ever. Oh, it's amazing. You know? <laughs> and and um, when they were uh, going to make uh, open up the plaza and get rid of that, I was like, that's not going to work. It's tr- terrific, you know? Yes. And all these things that happen, um, I, I'm just wrong about everything. So, <laughs> So I like the idea that someone takes the risk you know, so that they like maybe kind of ignore people like me, doubters like me, and take a risk and try something, and it works or doesn't work, like Waverly Avenue or right, whatever right. example you have of that. Um, but I'm glad that leaders will take a risk. You know, are you going to be that kind of leader?
1: Yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll be candid. I don't have any vanity projects in mind, right? I believe our city has a growth plan. I believe we need to continue to look at that growth plan and see how it grows. But I don't have any I statements in there. I feel like we have to go back to asking people what they want. Right. Right? Um, that's the biggest piece for me. Um, I truly feel like, and we're finding out, a lot of things are done and then the people are informed. A lot of things are done and then we're asked, do we like them? Like, I get risk. But I can take a risk and have an idea and ask you if you like it. Right. Right. I can get some gay engagement from this. And I can't always expect you to come to a city council meeting for that engagement. Right. Right. I can't always expect that. I have to go to the people at times and engage them in their communities. That, again, is where you have the event in a park and you ask people, hey, these are some of our vision plans. These are some of the things we're thinking about doing. Does this benefit you? How can we help you through this process? Um, I feel like that's the piece that's truly missing. For so long it's been, come to us, come to us. Right. And it hasn't been, let's go to the people and ask, hey, would you, would you want a Ross downtown, right. right? Would you want, and if we do do a Ross downtown, what's a reasonable rate that you would move downtown? Cause you want your, you want community people to move downtown as well right. and have access to these things. Um, so I truly believe that the ideas of downtown are great. They've grown. I go all the time. Like I can't speak for other residents here. I go to the third Fridays. I go to the events at the amphitheater. Um, I go to the music festivals that we have. I do my best to make sure I enjoy my city and what we have. Because I remember there was a time we didn't have any of those things. We were really rural, we were more farmland and things of that nature. Um, I like the growth um, and I want to continue the growth, but I just truly feel like some places feel like they have been neglected. And in those places, it isn't about uh, just African Americans. If you go to those places, there's all cultures that are suffering poverty right now, that are struggling right now, that could utilize some of the resources.
0: You know Salisbury is so diverse, so much yeah. diversity, um, and I feel like the minority community, might even be a majority now, doesn't yeah. get, doesn't have the voice maybe that it could or should. The, the election turnout, especially in District One, is always really bad. Um, what can we do to get more of a voice to those people who might not be part of the process? Um, one, I would say, is in our hiring.
1: It's hard when you go downtown and someone doesn't look like you. I worked for a Housing Community Development Department for two years. Um, I seen the struggles right, right at the front desk. Where you have people who are good workers um, that may become frustrated because of the language barrier, where they're really trying to help someone, they just can't get the and, the, and then that person doesn't bring an interpreter with them, and the city doesn't have an interpreter hired for them, so now right. you're using the phones with Google. So it becomes frustrating. Um, starting to hire more diversity in our departments. People go strictly straight to hire, uh, well, we gotta get more diverse in our department heads. We do. But that's going to take time right sure uh, we can't go in and just chop all the department heads and say we're going to start hiring spanish and because those people also have to apply that's the other piece right like right. they're not applying how can you hire them but it's getting into the community making those connections making those hires and then as we get along encouraging and educating people from other cultures who are citizens because that sometimes is something that you run into um, to start actively getting involved in local politics right we should have. And if we don't have people in city council, there should be a cultural board. We make all of these boards, but we haven't, we haven't brought the Koreans, the Haitians, the Spanish, the African-Americans to a cultural board to find out those different issues in those different communities. We've had the census. We know the population of people that's here. There should be representation from each one of those, not just church pop representation, right. there's religion representation. We feel at times the church speaks for all people. That's not a true statement. A lot of times we have religious leaders who we get them together and then we ask them about the community, but we would know in 2023. Everyone doesn't go to church. Yeah, you know, the <laughs> Haitian
0: and Latino community, I feel yeah. like, are really strong here. And you, know, and you don't hear much, but then all of a sudden, like you have the Latino Festival and there's 5,000 people downtown. You're kinds. like, where do you know, <laughs> are, are these people come yeah. from? You so, know, and, and but it's, they're using downtown and they're very much part of the community. Yeah,
1: and, 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 and again, it's, in their own silos, they are working towards finding who should be the speaker for okay. them, who should be the representative. Um, sometimes people want to get, sometimes people want to get more organized before they put themselves out there. If that makes sense. So, from some of the conversations that I've had with the other communities, that's what they want to do. I'm a firm believer that you don't have to always be, or someone has to step up and be the voice, because you'll be overlooked, overlooked, overlooked. I truly believe that. Um, so I, that's been our encouragement in this process. Win, lose, or draw, we feel like educating those other communities, hey, you have a voice. Like you said, you show up in the thousands when you have events. That's power. Numbers is power. And getting people back to the original thing. Use your voice, get actively involved. No, you don't have to just go scream at a city council or county council meeting to be heard. Start running for some of these offices. Start running for board of education. You have kids that go to school. And it's no disrespect to our elders. They've been, sometimes you have to pass the torch. Right. It just has to happen. We want people to be able to grow and enjoy life, enjoy our city as it's grown and they've done the good work. They should be able to sit back and pass that torch on to someone else and have comfortability passing that torch, right? right. You've grown these people to pass the torch. Um, so I truly believe that. But you look at you look, just look at the demographic of age on our Board of Education. They're not truly. <laughs> excuse, 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 pretty high up. There. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's not... a lot of people like me. And, and, and yeah. Yeah, that, it's not disrespectful. No, they've understand. been doing great work for yeah. years, but it's, are they really in tune to make great decisions for our children? Right. Right. And we would say that they're not. I often go to these schools. I'm a mentor. Um, I don't see those people who sit on the Board of Education walking our hallways um, often. They're making the executive decision, but they're not on ground zero. And it's not often that you know, I get it, that they're talking to those teachers or talking to those counselors. Um, because they have a lot of other things to do, um, but we have to encourage younger people to get active involved. We have to. I, I'm excited about all the young people that are running. I'm excited about the election because it's educating people that may have not been educated before. Through this whole process, that's been our whole goal. Um, me running is helping educate people about the process. They may right. have never been interested before. Like you said, the turnout over time has been drastically low. Right. But we are hoping through this process more people will come out. If you don't like me, you've got to come out and vote against me. right? So now you're voting, right? <laughs> right? right. So
0: that's I'll, one way to look at it. Yeah. Really, really
1: though, right? Yeah. So it, it, either way, you have to vote because if you don't go vote right now, someone who you may not agree with may get in office. So that's the whole process, right? You're inspiring people in a negative or a positive. You're still inspiring people to, to take advantage of their voice.
0: All great leaders have something really simple, and that's a task list. Yeah. So you get elected mayor mm-hmm. in November. What are the first one or two things that you're going to do as the new mayor?
1: Assessment evaluation. I want to meet with my directors. I want to sit down and make sure that they do you feel that the previous administration, the people who are in place, the city council and all of have they equipped you to be successful, right? Um, you can look at all the budgets. We can see all the money that they've been given over the years. We can assess all those things, how much money was left over. You can do all of those things. But I want to have personal conversation, not group conversation, right? Because right. sometimes when you have group conversation, people put on facades I want to have one-on-one with every director and find out do they feel their needs have been met through these past to be successful, right? And what can we do? What would their wish list be? Then my second thing would be evaluating our budget. I truly feel that there's money and funds that have been spent in places that just don't need to be spent. I ain't saying we got to pull a tight string, but I've always, working through the two years that I've worked and seeing that when I the city finds money when it wants to find money right. i've seen it happen over the years when they want to have a quick meeting and move some money around they do that um so i truly feel like if we sit down instead of taxing our people drastically like we were planning to do let's tighten our purse strings let's see where we're wasting money let's figure out I, I, there's tons of money still allotted for bike lanes right <laughs> that should be discussed with the people before we keep spending money on bike
0: lanes. right now, a lot of that's funded by grants but and, I and it point. is yeah. but it's but it's it that
1: again what other grants could we get, right? That we don't have to continue to do bike lanes, right? I, I've, I work, I'm a, I'm a parks and rec. We want to do new waterways, right? Like we want to make kayaking a thing. There's grants that we could go grab to make new waterways connect across Wyomissing County and, right. and the city. Um, I think that's more interesting than continuing bike lanes that aren't being used, right? Let's do some something different if we're going to do lanes. Um, but there's other opportunities of grant access money um, to do powerful things. Let's ask the people though. What they want to do with those things. Um, so, so that, that, that's that's coming
0: awesome. up. No mayor job really is you can do it any way you want. You yeah. gotta be a figurehead, or you can really be in there and roll up your sleeves sure. and, and do the do the hard work. Mm-hmm. You know, as a, a true administrator with the city administrator. Um, what kind of mayor do you think you'll be?
1: I want to be involved, right? I, I don't want to just give the keys to right. someone, but I want to work in competency and not friendship. I just be honest um, and candid. I'm not saying that people aren't competent. I just say that we don't do a good job of when jobs are available, making it accessible to all people. Um, I was a part of housing and community development. We've had three directors in the past years whose past experience wasn't housing and community development. We had an officer, we had a manager of a large company, and now we have a city council person who has now right. taken the
0: position. Your boat is doing it uh, yeah, so, yeah, so
1: so um, we have a police chief who just became a city administrator after
0: right. lots of years. So, Fire chief.
1: Yeah, so yeah. it's not always, I mean, I'm sorry, fire yeah. chief. Yes, sir. Um, but it's not always that we we work, I feel, incompetent. Not saying none of those people can't do their jobs that they're about to take on. But what I would say is... Um, Because you're my buddy, I shouldn't just, hey, this job is available. And I know that that's happened. I've seen it myself in the two years that I worked. We have to work in competency. I want to be hands on with competent people. I want to be hands on with people who share some vision and ideas and understand that as we grow downtown, we still have to do
0: for our communities. So four years from now, when you're the mayor and you're back here again for your re-election interview, what's my hometown going to look like?
1: Um, It's going to continue to grow. I'm hoping that we can entice some jobs to come to the area. I know NASA has some big time jobs coming down there, so, um, but I think, feel like we have to start truly getting back in our high schools. We have to grow some of those high school kids who are going to college, get them to stay home, get them to go to SU. You want to fill these buildings up? We got to keep the kids here. We got to get down here on We got to plug in with SU. We got to grow our officers from here. We have an officer shortage. We have an EMT shortage. Um, I feel like we can grow it internally. We can truly get back to our communities and start growing from inside, and we can continue to grow downtown and build a better relationship with our county. Has to be done. Hasn't been done in a very long it's time. A, it's a problem. Yeah, and we have to. I know they have their issues, and they need to work on yes, their issues do. as well. <laughs> yeah. um, but we have to build a better—we have to have someone that, no matter Republican or Democrat, no matter red or blue or far or black, whatever, reasonable people who understand that Salisbury is the biggest city on the eastern shore. While Comical County has Salisbury and is one of the best counties on the Eastern Shore, we got to start acting like it, and that starts with grownups having reasonable conversation. Right. Grownups putting people before their egos. For so long, it was about egos and not about the community. We have to get back to the community to truly make some things happen. The county exec, the mayor, the county council, the city council have to get on one accord. I don't know the last time that group of people have called a meeting together. Right. Right? A right. meeting together. Close these doors. Put these turn these cameras off. Let's sit down together and figure this thing out. Instead of always the cameras on, other people involved, putting their twist. Grown-ups need to have grown-up conversations, especially when you're in charge of other people's lives. When we run for these positions, we're in charge of a lot of lives. We gotta make sound decisions and we gotta act like
0: grown-ups. Do you have
1: a website? Is there a way for people can reach out and contact yeah. you? Yes, sir. Um, my website is uh, Um Tons of information on there. People can uh, get our shirts, our buttons for what we're giving out. They can see the next uh, meet and greets. I have several meet and greets coming up. Um, and of course, October 17th, we would love for everyone to come out and hear all of the candidates' vision. We don't, we don't have anything bad to say about anyone. Um, we are three different people with three different visions for our city, and we truly feel like if you use your vote, you'll truly get some impact in this city.
0: Right, and that's the forum at University Hall. Yeah, yes, um, sir, at 17th. Yeah. Um,
1: down there, um, it's the Greater Salisbury Committee yeah. piece and um, the Salisbury Area Chamber of yeah. Commerce, um, which is going to be a, a lovely thing. I look forward to it. Um, I get excited. You know, sometimes people think it's a lot of pressure, but um, I truly get excited um, when we're able to share our thoughts and our vision with the
0: masses. He's Michael Mitchell. He's running for mayor of the city of Salisbury. We're thrilled he had time to be with us here today. Thank you so much, Drew Michael. Thank you for having me, sir. I'm Greg Bastard from the Salisbury Independent Newspaper, another edition of 101, right here on PAC-14. First Shore Federal was proud to support PAC-14 and one-on-one. We'd encourage every business to support PAC-14 and, and pick a program and support it and let's make a difference.